Season 10, you said, Sarah? Season 10 tonight, right? That's what I saw. Yeah. Season 10 of Alone wraps up tonight. I love Alone. I love all those shows. I've told you. I watch Deadliest Catch. I watch Moonshiners. I watch Swamp. People. I watch the Gold Rush shows. It doesn't matter. Anybody doing something interesting in the woods, for what? For, I don't know why. I love it. I absolutely do. I, I, I couldn't do it myself. I have no survival skills whatsoever, but I love to watch other people. Um, and Alone wraps up tonight. There's three people left. If you're not familiar with Alone, what it is is they take people. I think there's 10 when they start the show, um, and they're each allowed to take 10 items off of a list. So they all have things like saws, um, bow and arrow, most of them, sleeping bags, things like that. 10 items. That's it. And then they drop them, right? This one's being done in northern Saskatchewan, and that's it. They're by themselves with no human interaction, um, dropped in the middle of the woods. They build shelter. They find food. They do everything. Like And they, the last one standing wins a half million dollars. You, you've got a satellite phone, and when you've had enough, you tap out. It's called. You call. They come and get you. Boom. Away you go. They send doctors in for medical checks and stuff like that, but you're on your own in the middle of the wilderness for as long as you can last. And, and you know, some of them go over 100 days. I think we're we're not going that long with this northern Saskatchewan. I think we're at about day 50. And tonight is the season finale. So um, Wyatt's going to win, by the way, if I had to bet. Um, he can't, I didn't like Wyatt at the beginning, but I've sort of warmed up to him, and I think he's going to be the guy to win. But it's a great show. It, 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 I think it's the, the best of this genre, I think. But we're going to have a conversation with somebody else who loves Alone and has put a lot of thought into it. And I agree with a lot of what she had to say about how this show always plays out. We're going to speak with Erin McLeod now. She's a writer, a consultant, a teacher, an editor, and a researcher. Erin, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Well, thanks so much for uh, having me. I always am looking for an excuse to talk to somebody about alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's there's so many of these shows. I think Naked and Afraid probably started it, but I don't I don't watch that one much anymore. It's turned too gimmicky. Alone is the goat, right? This is this is the ultimate survival show. I get absolutely. I call it the Olympics of survival. If the Olympics are the the top level of athletic achievement. This is the version of that for outdoor survival. It is. I mean, it's it's crazy what, what these guys get up to. So I love it. You love it. It's a big, big hit for history. Why? What is it about watching somebody by themselves in the woods that we can't get enough of? Well, I mean, that was the question that I asked myself uh, for a long time and what ended up causing me to decide to write about it. Because when I decided to write about it, then I got to speak to um, the top three of the last season of, uh, of season nine, um, as well as other experts to really kind of dig into why it was that I had such a fixation on this program because it really started during the pandemic. That's when I first discovered Alone. And um, I think at that time, it really was almost comforting to watch people deal with that same sort of distancing Mm -hmm. or isolation that we were all dealing with. So there was kind of a connection like that. But as, you know, sort of the pandemic restrictions waned, um, I still was was interested in, in the show 
show. And I think that there's a couple of reasons. The first is that kind of Olympics of survival. I mean, why are we interested in seeing Usain Bolt and other um, athletic achievements? You know, seeing what the what the possibilities of what humans can do. You know, it's something that really does attract people and get people to to watch these types of, of achievements. There is there is that kind of natural attraction, and then I think there's also the fact that it causes you to really think about what it means to be a human being in the world. <laughs> when you strip it all back, you learn so much about, you know, who we are and and how we interact with each other and how we deal with ourselves. So I think that those are kind of the, the two main things that really draw me and I think a lot of the audience to the I, show. I think you're so right. It's billed as a survival show, but to be honest, all 10 of those competitors going out there have really good survival skills they i mean some of them build houses i mean they can all survive in the wilderness that's not what takes any of them out ever it's it's loneliness they get in their heads it's the psychological component that defeats them every time erin yeah, I mean, I think that when, because I, I went back and I, I, before speaking to you, looked at from season one till now and looked at the reasons why people have uh, have tapped out and, and the concept of tapping out, you know, you, you are there, everybody has a communication device to the producers and at any moment in time, you can press the button speak to the producers and they'll come and extract you from, from where you are. Um, so the main reasons for tapping out in the initial seasons, the majority of people were really tapping out due due to loneliness. Yeah. And I think that people have developed that kind of mind game, mind element of the game, the, the sort of mental part of it. And uh, I'm really kind of been able to achieve more as a result in, in longer periods of time out in the wilderness and focus on the physical, but still the the mental trauma, I would say, of being, of being alone definitely still takes people out. And it is the most challenging part for, for people. And I think in this season, um, Melanie, uh, you know, she, oh, yeah, she just is, fell apart. She is, she just fell apart um, on day forty-three. Incidentally, just just, just fell apart. We saw that in the uh, in episode nine, I believe, um, and uh, was and it really was due to this loneliness, her desire to be in to be with her partner. So, and I don't know. And part of its production, of course. I mean, this is a TV show, Absolutely. but you can see there's there's a pattern, there's a formula that it fits. They'll start talking about, boy, I really miss so and so, whoever it is, my kid, my oh, spouse, yeah. whatever, and you're starting to think. Oh, Okay, start to slip. And then the next thing that happens is they start to justify and rationalize. Like, I don't know how much time I have left, or I don't want long. And as soon as that happens, Aaron, you know, it's over. It's a matter of time until they're gone. Oh, absolutely. And and, And I have to say that, you know, I... I watch um, I watch alone not necessarily for the winner and to cheer on the winner, which I think is kind of the big big difference between when you watch alone and when you watch these other kind of survivor shows like Survivor, for yeah. instance, where you're you're cheering for who's going to be successful. 
here you really want to see how people lose. You want to <laughs> see them, like what leads them to the tap out. You want to be able to, to, to pinpoint exactly when that shift happens, when they move into a situation where they're justifying the decision to tap out. And I mean, I think one of the most memorable of those was in last season with the Montreal doctor, Timojin Tan. Yeah. Um, he uh, had been in the military, and uh, we can talk about that. Why I thought he was going to win, been... Aaron. I, I thought he was free he and did. clear. See, I don't know. It's the military factor, and I'll talk about the military factor <laughs> in, a, in a moment. But, but he, so he had all of these. He had all of these skills, um, but he created a narrative for himself about how he was proving something to his mother. His mom. Yeah. And so, and then he was able to say, you know what? I've really shown my mom that resilience is possible. I've made an example for her, and I am going to end this now. I'm going to collect up all of my belongings this is not what people do they don't take down their their uh, shelter etc and then decide to leave that normally happens the, the production takes down the shelter and leaves the uh, leaves the space uh, the way it was uh, before but he actually did that himself and then dragged all of his possessions to a particular point and then ta- then tapped out and really had this kind of like decisive moment and that often that often doesn't happen people tap out out of desperation and he really was able to kind of control that and have his own ending i was very disappointed too but you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right though you can see when it starts to happen and and there is a narrative and how do they Ken, you speak of human nature, and I think we all have this. We all know about boredom, and we know about loneliness, and I don't think anybody's conquered it. The only one, I can't remember his name. He won last year. Um, and yeah. He basically just, it seems to me like he just committed to the suck, as they say. He was going to starve. He was going to be lonely, and he was just... Okay, that's what it is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try and find wiggle room. I'm not gonna try and find. I'm just gonna say this is awful, but I'll get through it. Yeah, Juan Pablo. Juan Pablo, that's it. Yeah. uh, Yes, Uh, he has a book. Actually, it's very interesting. It's called Thrive: Long Term Wilderness Survival Guide. It's well worth reading. It has a lot of uh, interesting. um, It's not just a a guide on how to survive in the wilderness. It's it's also about kind of his philosophy and his way of thinking. It's really quite fascinating. And you know, he is the speaking of human um, human ability. He is the Usain Bolt of this. He really um, he recognized the difficulty of doing this, and he also recognized how this is an artificial situation in the same way that people, you know, aren't uh, normally running 100 meters um, on a daily basis and you have to train for that specific thing. He trained for this specific experience. You know, he trained and knew his body so well that he knew how long he could last without food, without water. He knew how long he could last without heat. He was the last contestant in the history of the show to start a fire. It wasn't weeks into, into his experience <laughs> on the show that he even had a had, that he even put together a fire. So he had this this understanding of himself and this understanding of alone as almost an event. Yeah. This isn't some kind of like oh you know going to the wilderness, experiencing the wilderness, engaging with the wilderness. 
this is a sport and he trained for it and he was successful. And you're right. And at the beginning of the show, you looked at him as like, boy, this guy's not going to last long, but he just persevered. He hung in. Okay. Finale goes tonight. I'm going to say Wyatt. Who's your pick? You've got Wyatt, Allen, and Michael, right? Um, my pick, you see, I, I, it's, it's absolutely not Mikey no. at all. He's been breaking um, for weeks. He's been breaking. <laughs> he, he has been breaking for weeks. We're we're at about fifty days, which incidentally, I mean, this just demonstrates that Northern Saskatchewan is a difficult place. Oh, is it ever <laughs> um, for for these folks to uh, to survive? Um, and uh, yeah, he has been having problems. He, that, that whole moment that you speak about about when people start to talk about their their children, yeah. I mean, and their families and and their community, he has been doing that for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and it's really getting to kind of fever pitch, as it were. <laughs> um, and then I think that the reason why Wyatt has an advantage over um, over Allen is, I think, in the same kind of way that in the last season and in other seasons, is that Wyatt is engaged with kind of all of the things that you need to do in terms of your uh, mental element. Yeah. And, you know, when I wrote the, when I wrote the essay, um, I got to speak to uh, Dr. Robin Dunbar, who is a evolutionary psychologist. Um, he famously uh, created Dunbar's number, which is the number of connections that any individual can actually legitimately have. That number is 150. Oh, really? Um, yes. Yes. And if you look back over history, that's about the, the number number of a regiment in the army. It's about the number of uh, sort of initial villages. It's about the number of people in sororities, fraternities. These kinds of things yeah. are very, okay. this number, it's very difficult to connect with, with more than people. So he's an expert in human connection. And what he said is that, you know, the way that people connect is uh, there, there are kind of three, three different ways. Um, one of these one of these ways is through is through storytelling and uh the other way is um is through uh through singing or dancing or kind of like a kind of art sure um and and then uh and so this guy um this guy Wyatt He's he doing all that. started yes he's been doing all of these yes. things absolutely and so the the because the other element is spirituality. I would say why it's not really on the spiritual no. tip, but uh, but he does have this kind of like the singing, the dancing, yep. the storytelling. Yep. We're gradually learning about him. He's been holding off. He didn't throw his whole life story into us right at the beginning. We've only recently learned some of his struggles, yep. etc. And so I think that by virtue of that, he looks like he's going to be able to win out. I think so. Plus the other thing, when he talks about the peep, the person, there's always one person that they cling to that he's missing versus Alan, the school teacher. Wyatt is his father who's no longer with us. He's exactly. not going home to his father. You know what I mean? That it's, no. He's making his dad proud, and it's all about his dad and his dad and his dad, but his dad's gone. Um, so he's yes. there's nothing to rush back to. I, I think Wyatt wins. No, I, I agree. I mean, and I think that uh, it's... It is this. It is this ability to be able to create that story for yourself. But unlike Timojin, who's who kind of his story had to end. Yeah. 
you know, Wyatt's is one that it can just keep going. And he seems to be, I mean, obviously it's not an easy thing to, to live off the land in northern, northern Saskatchewan on your own. Um, but he seems in a, in a sort of state of strength much more than, because uh, we, we haven't mentioned Alan. I'm a little bit worried about Alan because Alan was eating some very dodgy fish. Yeah, on the last gross. Episode. Oh, it was so gross. And, <laughs> Yes, and uh, there's been a lot of growth, by the way, <laughs> in this particular season. I think that the memes—I uh, saw a lot of memes about one of the one of the contestants who had, let's just say, shot the bed, yes, which is yes. not something that you want to do if you only have one sleeping bag. No kidding, hey. Um, Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, but uh, but yeah. So I'm a little concerned about about Alan just based on his um, having made the decision to eat a fish that very obviously had tapeworms. Oh, it was gross. It was so gross. Aaron, I am out of time, but enjoy the show Great. tonight, and maybe we can do this again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. Enjoy.